Greetings and salutations. We're back. Right here in uh, the dungeon of unspeakable woes, aka Golden Ox Studios. Ox, ox, ox. You keep saying ox. Ox, ox, ox. All right. We're done with that. We'll, we'll edit that, though. Send that to me. Uh, and here we are again. In your ears. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band Good Time Podcast. The only podcast that identifies, biographies, and signifies all the figures on the Beatles' 1967 album, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Today's figures. Today's peeps. I wrote peeps, peeps in my notes. I wrote today's peeps. I don't like peeps. Well, Sorry. I don't like candy, so I. But they do. Peeps do look absolutely disgusting. They do. Sri Mahavatar Babaji. Well done. He's an Indian spiritual guru who, depending on the account, lived to be anywhere from 125 to thousands of years old. Wait, what? Well, there are people that believe he's still alive. Another another person is still alive on this cover. Living in... Yes, possibly. So many corrections we have to make. Living he, the, the people that believe he's alive say that he's in a remote region of the Himalayas, probably in a cave... But yeah, um, Sri Mahavatar, Sri Mahavatar Babaji, uh, his name means great avatar, reverend father, uh, or revered father, I'm sorry. And the name was given to him by his disciple, Yogi, Yogi Daj Lahiti uh, Mashaya. Another, I'm sorry, it's, that's Yogi Daj Lahiti Mashaya, another of his disciples, uh, was our buddy. Sri Yugitswar Siri. Sri. Excellent. I still don't know if I'm saying his name right. Uh, it is believed that Babaji has reached the highest state of enlightenment. So a state of enlightenment so high that it's beyond all human comprehension. That is what people believe. Uh, according to his disciple Padamhansa Yogananda. He has a sister named Mataji who has a comparable level of enlightenment and immortality and lives in a constant state of spiritual ecstasy, also in a cave. In an undisclosed... I want to do ecstasy in a cave. That sounds awesome. You know who I bet did ecstasy in a cave? George Harrison. George Harrison's the one that... uh, I'm pretty sure wanted him on the cover. He was a huge fan. Oh, without a doubt. Roger Hodgson from Super Tramp. Super. Wrote a song about Babaji called Babaji. Brilliant. In 1977, yeah. And also Steve Jobs was a fan of the book, like a huge fan of the book Autobiography of a Yogi, which was written by uh, Yogananda and apparently had a wide reach. It was like his own autobiography, but it had a lot of information about uh, 
Babaji because he was a, despi- a disciple of his. Mm-hmm. So like Steve Jobs went to India, ended up telling, uh, ended up t- telling uh, Zuckerberg that he should go to India. He's like telling all these people to go to India to get this like sweet, sweet enlightenment because he read this book when he was 13 years old, Steve Jobs. I don't like hating on people just for being rich. I really don't. But I just feel like it would probably be very easy for Steve Jobs to be like, oh, yeah, you know, there is there's spirituality everywhere, you know, because like wasn't he always kind of like rich? Mm, I don't think so, because he started in like a garage. Did he? Yes. When he first put the first uh, Mac together. Yeah, he did do that in the garage. Yeah, I don't think it came from money. All right. Well, then you know what? I'll give him a pass on that because he did. He found the book like very early in his life. I guess when Steve Jobs died at his memorial, they were just passing out copies of that book. Who's your guy? Who's your guy or lady? My guy or lady, uh, William S. Burroughs. The Burroughs. Burroughs. He was an American author. Most famous for, well, at least for me, most famous for writing the book uh, Naked Lunch, which was made into a film by David Cronenberg. By Cronenberg. Cronenberg, I saw the movie with Peter Weller. Peter Weller and some weird ass typewriter. Yeah, peeny peeny finger typewriters. Ooh, that just oozed and. <laughs> that was a very strange movie. Very strange. John Carpenter and Cronenberg uh, had very similar weird like mm. body creatures. Yeah, I saw Naked Lunch. I never read it. Tell me about. I haven't tell me about read this it either, weirdo. but it's um, and it's not not like. Tit for tat, like it's not a direct, but it definitely catch captures the the feeling apparently. Um, so yeah, author uh, was born in 1914, uh, lived to be 83 years old. He died in 97. Uh, he would have been 53 uh, when this album came out. Born in St. Louis, uh, so he wrote Naked Lunch. He wrote Junkie, which is about uh, being a junkie. He was um, he loved the drugs. Um, so it was, uh, he was really writing what he knew. Uh, another book he wrote called The Soft Machine. Um, but yeah, he was uh, addicted to heroin and uh, sold it uh, when he was living in Greenwich Village. Lived there for a little while. Uh, when he was 30, he got involved with the beat movement. He's really quite quite pivotal in the, the beat uh, like generation. Yeah. Um, Allen Ginsberg and Kerouac. Lived with Kerouac and his wife and his soon-to-be wife uh, Joan Vulmer Adams one night uh, it's like oh honey it's time let's do our routine our little trick their little William Tell routine they oh they would do that yeah so sweet sweet Joan puts a a glass on her head okay to get his gun and in an attempt to shoot the glass on top of her head shoots her in the face and she dies <laughs> what For all that, he only got 13 days in jail. This is in Mexico. Uh, 13 days in jail, got bailed out, uh, skipped back up to America, 
Um, but then that's what really made him start writing. Uh, he was into magic a lot of his life and the occult and things like that. And he believed that we lived in like a magical realm. That everything happens for a reason. Um, and he had this belief that he was possessed by an ugly spirit. Literally, like the ugly spirit is what he called it. And the only way he could get away from it was by writing. It was his, All right. his own uh, therapy there. Um, so he wasn't evil. He was drunk and messed up on drugs, and so was his wife. And he commit a legitimate manslaughter. Do you think that's the case? Or do you think that he murdered his wife? I don't think he murdered his wife. You think well, that they were just... Well, he did, but I think it was a, a mistake. Yeah. An accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way it is in my brain, it was like in the typewriter. And they just pulled it out. And we're like, yup. Speaking of pulling it out, uh, if you haven't done it yet... Dear listener, make sure you got your album cover out so you can see who we're talking about. You got it? You got it yet? Okay, good. Wait, no, some of them didn't get it yet. Some of them are still looking through their phones because they've got JPEGs. Yeah, they they don't have to have the actual one. We got the actual one right here. When you do get it out, we are we're kinda we're kinda getting in the meat of it now. We're, we're second row, as you know. Uh, just take take a right when you get to Marilyn Monroe. It's pretty easy to identify off the off the rip here. Uh, he's the guy that's kind of uh, really hogging the space on her. They're both in black and white. Mm. And then your guy, Babaji, he's really hidden behind someone's hand there, too. I love the the face on Babaji. It's kind of like that emoji where the eyes are just up. Yeah. Like, well, because he's always like tripping balls. Ecstasy in, cage, in, yeah. in caves. He figured out a way to get his brain to produce all the dopamine and serotonin it wants without any harmful side effects. He's just staring straight up to the sky. Straight up. Straight up to the... The highball glass that's not on his head. <laughs> yeah, we should have a highball glass on it. We should just not change burrows, but put a highball glass on his head. <laughs> and a bullet hole in his face. <laughs> I don't think Mae West would want to get anywhere near Burroughs. No. I think she'd be skeeved away. She wouldn't want to get shot. No. And he's into dudes anyway. Well, how would she talk to Babaji, though? You think May West is that spiritually enlightened that she would get to talk to Babaji? I think she is. Yeah, I yeah, do. I think yeah. she is, too. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't be here otherwise. She's so witty. Yeah. Everyone there is able to. Greetings, dear soul. I sense a vibrant energy within you. What brings you to this spiritual realm? Well, 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 look who we have here. If it isn't the mystic master himself, Babaji. Honey, I've always been drawn to the 
extraordinary, and your presence certainly fits the bill. May, it is a pleasure to encounter your lively spirit. Your boldness and charm have left an indebitable mark on this world. What questions or desires bring you to this moment? Babaji, I've lived a life of glamour and entertainment. But deep down, I've always wondered about the mysteries of existence. Can you enlighten me about the secrets of the universe? May, the answers you seek lie within the depths of your own being. Beyond the glitz and glamour, there is a wellspring of wisdom waiting to be tapped. Quiet the external noise and turn inward to discover your true essence. Babaji, you speak with such serenity and depth. It's like a soothing balm to my restless soul. But tell me, can spirituality and sensuality coexist? Is it possible to embrace both worlds? Nay, the path of spirituality is not separate from the realm of the senses. It is about transcending the limitations of the physical and connecting with the divine essence within. In embracing your sensuality, you can awaken to a higher love and understanding. Well, honey, that's music to my ears. I've always believed in embracing the pleasures of the flesh. But now I see there's a deeper significance to it all. I'm ready to explore the realms beyond the material. May, when you infuse your experiences and awareness and consciousness, the mundane transforms into the sacred. You have the potential to touch hearts, inspire minds, and uplift souls through your unique expression. Babaji, you've given me a new perspective, a divine lens through which to view the world. I'm grateful for our encounter and the wisdom you've shared with me. I will carry it with me as long as I continue on this extraordinary journey. May remember that the path unfolds at its own pace. Embrace each moment, learn from both the light and the shadows, and let your presence illuminate the lives of others. May your spirit continue to shine brightly, dear soul. Thank you, Bobaji. For your guidance and blessings, I'll strive to be a beacon of light in this ever-changing world. Our meeting has ignited a spark within me that will burn brightly for eternity. Now, what do you say we go transcend these physical limitations, if you know what I mean? I'm inspired by that. I want to talk to Babaji. <laughs> I want him to tell me everything I'm doing is is good. Nice. Surprise chat GPT took it all the way to sensuality with it, without any requests like that. Chat GPT's getting a little bit Well Chat GPT knows what uh May West. Yeah. Is, is, mm, yeah. But I feel like it's been I feel like it's been a little little more PG thirteen than when we first started using it. She, they've been like, since this first started, all of these dialogues have been about pushing boundaries and 
and going deeper. Like, there's so many innuendos constantly from Mae West. It'll be someone else will be like, oh, yeah, and the significance is always in front of you if you know where to look. Like, very hard to misconstrue in a sexual way. And then, all, and then like, two out of three things she says... Like, yeah, I'm putting emphasis on it, but I'm only putting emphasis on the words because the words are there, you know? Yeah. She's like, let's probe deeper and deeper into our psyches. And you're like, okay, if you would have took psyches away, it would have just been (laughs) something entirely different. I like it. I think she's inspired. Inspired to, of course, you know, push boundaries, but now she knows how to break those limits. And now she knows that her put her boundary pushing is part of the experience that she's been having and that she should be okay with that. She shouldn't feel bad at all about it. None of the things she does, I'm pretty sure she's very confident in in all that she does. Yeah. Very confident. She's her own. Oh yeah, she fights. Mm-hmm. She scraps. Yeah. Who do you think Speaking uh, of scrapping, yeah. We gotta yeah. scrap these two. Got to scrap them to the wayside. Start with the burrows. Going left to right. Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn. I feel like you always throw a name out that I don't know. <laughs> Wallace Shawn, the inconceivable guy from The Princess Bride. He's a playwright. He's a playwright. Inconceivable. Yeah. He's a weird little playwright. He made that uh, movie My Dinner with Andre. Oh, yeah. Which was just two guys talking just about like politics. A podcast, basically. Yeah. <laughs> But he wrote that all. It wasn't improvised. He wrote that as oh, a play. Okay. Mm, I haven't seen it. I, I haven't I, seen I it either. It. Okay. Here it's good, though. Yeah, I heard yeah. it was good. I'm just trying to think. Weird guy, playwright. Mm-hmm. Or like writer, story writer. I shouldn't say Walt Sean's weird, but he knows he's weird. Yeah. He's in, got in, that lisp. In a nice way. Yeah. He's fun weird. He's yeah. not shooting his wife in the face because she was pretending to be his son weird. <laughs> Wait, that's not an apple. <laughs> that's where it went wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm used to practicing with the apple. Yeah. We switched it up because the even glass. that was getting boring. <laughs> it's the problem with trying. You just keep adding more spice. He only changed it to the glass because he was like, hey, I shoot this glass. Now you've got broken glass all over you. That's hot. Hot. Hot broken glass. The apple was just getting sticky. <laughs> um, But yeah, who would... I, I don't know a lot of right... Well... Can you think of like a famous writer... That went to prison for murder. No. Yeah, that's rough. Wasn't Woody Harrelson's dad a murderer? Don't know about that. Uh. Because I would love to get Woody Harrelson on there, but not his dad. No. Woody's great, but not for this. Um, Cronenberg? Yes. You know what? 
It should just be Cronenberg, because Cronenberg's gay. Is that a fact? Pretty sure. Look it up. Looking it up right now. Cronen. Heterosexual. Damn it. Who am I thinking of? Oh, Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Yeah, Clive Barker. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Hellraiser, right? Uh huh. The pleasures of the flesh meets the tortures of uh, reality. And what are they one and the same? We don't know. And having that, the possessed by the ugly spirit. Yeah. Clive Barker? Clive Barker. All right. And then, um, man, we have another guru. Babaji. He is an immortal. So how about uh, Christopher Lambert from Highlander? Fucking whatever you want. How about the Energizer Bunny? Yeah. The Energizer, nobody knows the Energizer Bunny's whereabouts. No. He keeps popping up in different places. Still going. Never ages. Always, Always there to help. Can we find confirmation that the Energizer Bunny has ever been in a cave? They've made hundreds of those commercials. Yeah, I'm sure he's been through a cave or two. Oh, all right. Well, then I'm beating that drum. Yeah. Let's do it. Awesome. The Energizer Bunny. That was easy. Yeah. Barker in the, in the Energizer Bunny. We got it. I think that's it. That's them. That's them. Keep listening. Keep yeah. listening. Come back you guys. next week. And maybe Jeremy will let us leave this godforsaken basement. Let's tell the good folks what they have to look forward to next week. Oh, Stan Laurel. Oh, boy. And uh, Richard Lindner. Not familiar with him, but Stan Laurel. I love Stan Laurel. Super. 